What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva. I hope you are well and you're having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Today, I want to touch on a very, very important subject. I want to discuss male suicide and how to overcome that. It has been alarming, the rate of male suicide in the UK, but also globally as well. And I think it's so important that we talk about it and don't just brush it under the carpet like we do most things when it comes down to men. In my previous episode, I talked about some of the things which a lot of men have to carry on their shoulders in ways which men have to perform. And today I want to talk about suicide because that was something which I contemplated. That was something which I tried and i thank god every single day when i wake up that i'm here i'm here i get to experience life i get to have another day with my wife with my children with my family with the people that i see and the you know friends and i'm so thankful that i get to live another day because you know i tried three times. I had two um, overdoses as well. And for me, I, I was in, in a really bad place. I was in a really bad shape in mind, body, spirit. I was heavily drinking. I was using drugs heavily too. I was in very, very bad addiction. And I was just living to die. My life was was pretty much over. You know, I really didn't care. And and I overcame all of that, thankfully, you know, and, and it's been years now. And, and I'm so grateful that I get to do this and I get to be here to hopefully share a message to a man who may be feeling this way or you may be feeling like life is over, that you can't see a way out. You're feeling too stressed, too anxious, too depressed, full of fear. And it feels like the walls are, are closing in and you feel like there is no other way out. Let me tell you now, there is. There is another way out. There is another way out. And suicide is not the way. Before I started doing this, I was just having a look at some, some research, just looking at data uh, on the national statistics around England just to kind of understand, you know, what are the statistics at the moment? The earliest or the latest I can kind of pull up was for 2021. I think because of things that have been happening over the last couple of years, there's been a little bit, as is kind of described as well, there was a little bit of a delay because of of the pandemic, things that have were, were happening during that time. So I'm sure when new statistics come in, um, you know, we'll be able to kind of then really, really uh, see what's what's actually going on. But so far, 13 men a day commit suicide in the UK, 13 men a day, three out of four suicides are men. 76% of all suicides in the UK are men. That's incredible. And that's incredibly scary to read those statistics and having been there myself, having been in that dark place, I am so grateful that 
I'm able to to talk about it today and to be able to to share knowledge, to share hope, to share strength and courage, and to hopefully help you, help your family, help somebody, maybe a friend who's listening, maybe your wife, a partner, you know, somebody who 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 knows that somebody who who is struggling out there and doesn't know a way out, somebody who may have attempted and thankfully they didn't succeed. And I say, thankfully, you didn't succeed because there is a way out. And if there's somebody listening to this, get them to listen to this, because the fact that you survived, the fact that you are here means there is a reason for you to stay. There is a reason for you to be here. And trust me when I say this, I felt as though and believed that I had no purpose, that my life was over I was constantly causing people trouble, pain. I felt irresponsible. I felt angry, resentful. I hated everything about me. I then began to isolate and drink and use, and I portrayed this mask that life was grand and everything was okay when actually deep inside, I was so scared to tell people because when I did share, honestly, what was going on for me, the people who I did speak to were not in a place or in a position to offer me any form of guidance or support or help. Uh, some people did, thankfully, and it helped me to to be where I am today. And it's so important to really understand these statistics, again, 13 men a day commit suicide. Three out of four suicides are men. 76% of all suicides in the UK are men. So there is a reason why this is so alarming. There is a reason why we're talking about this today. I'm talking about this today because it is a huge issue. It is a huge issue because and it's something that needs to be addressed we have to as a collective stop brushing this under the carpet and pretending that it's okay when it's not this is such a um a waste of a life a waste of an experience because you may not see this right now you may be thinking, as I did, that what am I going to do with my life? I, at the time, I hated my job. I hated the people that I was surrounding myself with. And, and nobody was doing, you know, anything to, to cause this. This was a mind, body, spirit problem. This was an I problem. This was an Alex problem. And I didn't realize this. I was in self-hatred. I was in self-pity. I was just consumed with fear and all different forms of of emotions and i couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel i couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you are struggling when you are in pain when everything that you're trying to do and everything that you do feels wrong is wrong. I just never felt like I was taking a step towards anything prosperous, anything abundant, anything that was making me feel 
as though I had a purpose. And I did. I really did. But I just couldn't see it. I had a great job. I had a great family. I had great partners. I have beautiful children. I had all of these incredible things in my life. I had my health. I was still breathing. I was still alive. But I believed in my mind. I created this reality for myself that nothing was worth it, that I was actually causing more problems, more trouble than I was contributing, that I was adding value to anybody or anything. Now, that's far from the truth. It is far from the truth because when we are in a state of suffering, of pain, of anger, of resentment, of stress, anxiety, depression, and we're using drink, food, alcohol, porn, sex, shopping, cigarettes, you name it. When we're using these things to numb our true emotions, what's actually going on for us, we are also numbing our ability to seek help. We're also numbing our ability to do something positive about it. Because the more and more we engage, the more and more I engaged in this process of suffering, in this process of self-pity, in this process of feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, drinking myself to blackout, using pretty much on a daily basis, smoking like an absolute chimney, eating processed bad foods. I was overweight. I was unhealthy. And I wondered why I was feeling so crap all the time why I was constantly feeling like I had no purpose, like, why am I here? What's the whole point to this? I wasn't fueling myself in any way for success, for peak performance. I wasn't doing anything for myself to help myself to be the best version I can be today. And because the light at the end of the tunnel, for me, felt like it was just getting darker and darker and darker, further and further and further and further away. I didn't ask for help. I didn't speak to anyone about it because I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed as a man. I felt embarrassed. I felt remorse for continuously as I thought, messing up. I was continuously screwing up. I was continuously hurting other people. I was continuously doing nothing good. I was never adding any value. And it was just bringing me more and more pain. And what I had to do was get to the point, which I did, thankfully, before I tried to, you know, I had, as I mentioned, the suicide attempts, I tried three times. And then years later, and it was years later, the first times that, that I tried, I was in my 20s. And then later on, I was in my 30s, where I was just living to die. I didn't really care about life. I didn't care about anything. Because I had spent 
years and years and years just constantly feeling up and then down, up and then down, up and down, and constantly wearing these different masks because there is a part of me which is very optimistic, very happy, very, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. I did have points of my life that I did enjoy life and actually really loved so many things that I did. And, and I did achieve so many things as well. You know, I had a son at 17 and I tried my absolute best to be a great father and, and love him unconditionally. And then when I was 24, I had a daughter and I didn't go to uni. I kind of just about finished, you know, college and I got myself a job and, and worked hard to, to become successful. And I did, I found success. I found a career that I really enjoyed and, you know, I, I made a success of it. I, I was earning incredible amounts of, of money every single month and life did look good. Things were going well, but it was the up and down emotionally, mentally, the pressure to perform, the pressure, you know, to meet everybody else's expectations, but never really looking at mine, never really looking at me and understanding me, what's important for, for, for I, what do I want to get out of this? And that's an important question for every man and including every woman to ask themselves, what's in it for me? Not as in I'm going to do something for you and, or, and that you do something for me, as in when you wake up every morning, what do I want to get out of life? You have to ask yourself that question. And I ask myself that question every day now. I wake up, I say, thank you for another day. I'm alive. I'm here. Okay. Now, what do I want to get out of today? What do I want to get out of life? What do I want to experience? How do I want to feel? What are the actions I'm going to take? So I'm not just wasting this experience because as I've also learned is this experience can end any moment, any moment. And we've been conditioning to believing that we get tomorrow, that this fairy tale of tomorrow exists. And it doesn't. There is no tomorrow. Tomorrow is an illusion. Tomorrow never exists. It's only today. It's only now. And every single now, for me, as I learn to understand, has to count for something. Even if I just chill out the whole day and just enjoy chilling out, take the day off, take the week off, go to the gym. What am I going to do for my own self-care, my own self-worth, my own self-love, my own self-respect? And I didn't know these things because I learned that if I put myself first, it's selfish, but in a bad way. And we learn we've been conditioned into being in this hamster wheel where we just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And it feels like it's never going to end. And a lot of the times we're doing things that we're not happy with. We're doing things that we hate, but we've been conditioned into believing that this is what we have to do. But I've learned to ask the question, says who? Who says these things? And I've learned that I am the one that believed the social media, 
the television, you know, what society tells us or what a man should be, how he should act, how he should behave, the jobs that he needs to have, the money he needs to earn, all of the things that he needs to do in order to be recognized and accepted as a man. Whereas, what do I want to do as a man? What about my values, my beliefs? And these things get brushed under the carpet. They get We get told, fuck your values. Screw what you think. You need to do what the system tells you. You need to do what we tell you. You need to meet our expectations. Otherwise, you're not accepted. And then we wonder why suicide rates are going up and up and up. And the young and, and the ages are getting younger and younger and younger. This is not a joke. This is frightening. Let me repeat, 76% of all suicides in the UK are men. 13 men commit suicide every single day. Three out of four suicides are men. This is not a joke. This is not a laughing matter anymore. This is not something that we can just go, oh, it's okay. John, don't worry. You'll be fine. Man up. Have this line. Take this drink. Go shag her. Go watch some porn. This stuff isn't working, guys, women. It's not working. Men need the support. Men need to be told, what do you need? Talk to me. And they need to have a safe space for men to talk, even if it's amongst men. This whole thing about men not supporting men, men just thinking that they're alphas, but actually they're broke little boys inside. They're acting their teenagers out. They're not standing as a true man and saying, dude, I get it. I struggle too. Even if it's not at the same level, but I get it. I feel the emotions too. This whole pride, this whole ego, this whole fear thing needs to get out of the window. It's bullshit. It needs to stop. Because more and more men are suffering every single day. And this is not just in the UK. This is in the US. This is all over the world. And do we want this to continue? Are we going to keep feeding ourselves this bowl of bullshit where we keep saying it's okay when actually it's not? It just keeps getting worse. How much more are we going to accept? How much more are we going to allow this to happen? allow this to continue, how much more is it going to take in order for you to stop, to listen, to take action, whether it's you who wants to end your life, whether it's you who's listening, who knows, who heard somebody say, I'm struggling, or you've looked at a friend, or you looked at a colleague, or your partner, and they haven't been acting themselves but you've been together for years. That's just what he does. Everything is okay. It's okay until it's not okay. Because when that day comes and it happens to 13 men every single day, and it's going to happen today and tomorrow and the day after until we do something about it, until we stop, we ask, genuinely ask, how are you today? What's going on? Put that bowl of bullshit down. Talk to me. I've put mine down. Let's talk openly. Let's talk honestly. 
Let's get vulnerable. Let's cry. Let's hug this shit out. Let's cut the bullshit and stop this whole toxic masculinity because they say true men, men now are toxic. How are they toxic? Men are dying. How can a man be toxic if they're dying? They're suffering. It's not toxic. They're struggling. And we're hearing people say there's no such thing as, you know, as men. Men need to be strong. Yes, I agree. Men do need to be strong, but they're not strong when they're struggling. Men are not strong when they're isolated. Men are not strong when they're in addiction. Men are not strong when they're suffering, when they're on their own. And they're contemplating committing suicide. They're contemplating what they're going to do. They tried in their own ways to ask for help and it was ignored. They were told, man up, stop being a pussy. These are the things that we hear every single day. And then we stand there at someone's grave and we say, oh man, I wish I could have done something. And we're not holding anybody responsible here. You need to hold you responsible. We all need to be held accountable. And I've been there. I've been there myself and I try, I always try to send a message out, to do these posts, to do the videos, to just to help someone, one man to stop doing this. Because when you do and you recognize the truth behind you being here, the truth behind your experience, your existence, you will like me. Thank God every day. Thank God. God, I get another day. Thank God I get to see my son now at 25. I get to see my daughter at 18. I get to see my little one at four, my son at 18 months, and I will get to see them every single day because I did this. I took action. I asked for help. Eventually, I had no choice because for me, it was live or die. That's it. But I didn't want to live in this existence anymore. I didn't want to live in pain anymore. I didn't want to live feeling like life is just a misery, like I'm wasting time. I'm not contributing. So I asked for help. And I started to understand that it's okay. Somebody allowed me to speak openly, honestly, vulnerably. Somebody showed me the things that I need to do. And for me, it started in a 12-step program because I was suffering with drug addiction, alcohol addiction, food addiction, porn. I was a sex addict. I was addicted to pretty much anything I can get my hands on because I could not face life. And I got sick and tired of wearing these different masks to pretend that everything was okay when it wasn't. So I asked for help. And the first person I asked for help was my wife. My wife today, she wasn't my wife then. She was my girlfriend. And she helped me. And I found that 12-step program. The 12-step program isn't going to be for everybody. But I'll get to some of the things you can do to help you. 
And that helped me. I struggled. I didn't get it to start with. I bounced in and out of the 12 steps of the rooms of recovery because I didn't think it was for me. I didn't believe in this whole God. I thought it was a religious program and it's not. It's a very spiritual program, actually. And it's an incredible program. Served me well. I'm going to celebrate seven years in recovery in June this year, 2023. And what a blessing. Incredible. Those 12 step programs work, but you have to take action. You have to work. And I had no choice. The sponsor, the mentor that I had at the time showed me the way to be able to start to embark on a life changing journey. And fast forward, I worked my 12 step and continued to work my 12 step every single day because I love that program. It's changed my life. And it embarked me on a journey of self-discovery. Now, for those who aren't on a 12-step program or a 12-step program isn't for them, then what I suggest you do is you find a professional, a psychotherapist that specializes in mental health, a coach that is armed with the facts that have been through that journey themselves that can understand, not somebody that's just read a book because there's so many people out there that just read books and they get the qualification and go, yeah, you've done it, but what have you experienced? Well, actually, no, I haven't really been through it. So what can you teach somebody? Because it's not just professional you know, things that you can talk out of a book. If you're truly going to help somebody, you need to have that personal experience. And I've seen, and there are people out there, so I'm not demonizing anybody who do a great job. But there are a lot of people out there too, coaches, therapists, who cause more trouble, who do more damage, re-traumatize people, than they help to solve a problem. So one of the things that I encourage is to find that right person for you, because there is a person out there for you. But first and foremost, talk about it. Talk about it in a safe space with friends, with family, with a community, in a church. Go to church if you don't. I personally, it's not something that's for me. I've grown up in an environment where my family are, are religious and I respect it. I have my connection with my creator, God. I trust in Christ. I pray, I meditate with them every single morning. It's part of my practice. I just don't need to go to, to, to a church. I have my own personal connection today, but I would, I would go if I have to, I would go if I needed to, because I understand the power of asking for help. That's first and foremost, ask for help. There is no shame. There is no embarrassment. There is no remorse. Ask for help. Be open, be honest, be vulnerable, especially as a man. And I can tell you now, it will be your greatest gift because the first thing you do when you ask for help is you open the door to change. You open the door to willingness. You open the door to getting that little bit closer to the light at the end of the tunnel. And when you're struggling and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you find a professional, somebody that can help you, 
somebody that's armed with the facts, they have the tools and the techniques to go through it with you, to go into the problem, because there is a problem, and that problem lies in you. It's you versus you always. This is your experience, so it's you. And once you accept that it's you, and as painful as it is, you are also your salvation. You are also your healing. You are also your God. You are also your medicine. You are also your forgiveness. So when you ask for help and you realize that it's you that needs to do the work for you and you have somebody there to professionally guide you, coach you through the process, begin the journey. Because that person, that professional is there to hold a torch whilst you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And they're there to walk with you through the darkness, through the dark times, through the, the, the troubles until you can see the light at the end of the tunnel yourself and you can begin to do that journey, continue that journey where you're living every single day, free, strong in mind, body, spirit. Understanding mental health is so important because when you're suffering, you're suffering from mental illness. And that can come from often traumas, not dealing with your emotions, learning and understanding how to process them effectively, being able to connect and understand what they are and what they mean. Understanding this, your true emotions only last for three minutes, three minutes. The rest is in the mind movie everything that we create through the mind. But when you do this work and you understand what mental health is, stress, depression, anxiety, social anxiety, and there are other labels that you can recognize within yourself. Once you start to understand what they are, you can start stripping yourself away from them too by doing that work. Because when you become the labels, you stop becoming and existing as who you truly are. I am no longer depression. I am no longer stressed. I am no longer anxiety. I am no longer addiction. I am a man. I stand as a man every single day in love, in light, in confidence, in openness, in honesty, in vulnerability, in every single essence, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fear, when I struggle, I struggle. This week I've been struggling with, with a launch and the fear kicks in and I sit with it and I try to understand why that fear is kicking in. I try to understand what's going on for me and I don't allow the mind movie to create this illusion that something has happened. It's all going to fail. Imposter syndrome. No one's going to buy. You're a failure. All of the old behaviors, all of the old negative self-talks. I trust the process. I trust in me. I trust in everything that I am today. Because actually, in the even bigger grand scheme of things, <laughs> none of it even matters. None of it even matters. Who cares if it's a success? Who cares if it fails? Who cares if I make a billion or I make nothing? Who cares? 
That's the freedom I have today in mind, in body, in spirit. Who cares? Because I'm here to experience the most beautiful, the most incredible thing in the world. Me. I'm here to experience me. I'm here to experience life. And that's what I try to do in understanding mental health. When you are able to understand what mental health is, when you are able to understand the traumas, where things come from, because often there is a root. And when you can get to the root, you don't just want to trim the top. You want to get down into the root and pull it from the root. So you understand what it means and you're able to free yourself completely from the negative thoughts, from the negative self-talks, from the illusional beliefs, because these things are illusion and they are illusions that we are creating ourselves. These are things that we are self-manifesting. And then when you look at, which I used to, I used to look at the law of attraction. I used to look, oh, you can manifest anything. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> look at my life. Look at me. I have nothing. That's what I used to believe. I have nothing in my life, which, which again, that was untrue. I had a roof over my head. I had food on the table. I was to an element healthy because I can get myself around. I could see, I could smell, I could taste, I could hear, I could function. I have all my limbs. But deep inside, in the core, in that root, something was there still manifesting that fear, dragging me into this darkness. And I believed it. So when I saw anything positive, I'd be like, that ain't going to work for me. And it never did. Why? Because I believed that it never was going to work for me. And I manifested everything that wasn't working for me. Because I understand today that self-manifestation works in both ways. It works in all ways. In manifesting the good, the great, the phenomenal. And also manifesting the bad, the ugly, the dark the truly evil, the disgusting things that we hear. We are manifesting these things ourselves. And then when we lose control is because we've gone so deep into something that we don't know how to get out of it. But when you understand the mind, especially because the mind is the most powerful machine and it lives within us, you are able to understand who you truly are. You are able to understand where these things come from and they don't come from anywhere else. They come from within you. And when you continuously generate and manifest the life that you are living now, that's what you're experiencing. And the reason you feel as though you cannot get out of it is because you don't know how you cannot see anything else. You can't see past your own existence, your current reality. But what happens is when you allow yourself, you open the willingness door and you say, do you know what? Like I did, I have nothing to lose here. But my decisions were simple and they were strong. Live, die, make a decision and go with it. I went, everything else failed. All the bad stuff that I tried failed. There's got to be a reason. Let's go for life. Let's give this a go. Because the worst thing is, if it all fails when I've tried all the good things, I always have that solution. I can always go back to that and try something that will really work next time.
I don't have to today. And by God, I don't want to. Every single day, I'm so grateful to be alive because today I get to see the purpose of this life and I now understand the value of it because I know that eventually my time will be over, but it will be over in my own time. It will be over when God is ready, when I'm ready, when this process is finished. But it's not really over. It continues even beyond this body, but that's a different conversation. So when you understand mental health, you understand who you truly are, you are able to go to the root of that problem with that professional, with that coach, with that therapist, with that breathwork facilitator. Breathwork is something which is incredible and it has helped me so much, which is why I breathe every single day. I love this stuff. And as Dan Brule said in previous podcasts, you know, some medicine that's right underneath your nose, right underneath your nose. And we're not even consciously aware of it. We're not even mindfully aware of how we're breathing, what we're doing. But when you do, it's a game changer. You are your own medicine cabinet, as you also are your own self-destruction. I repeat, you are your own medicine cabinet, as you are your own self-destruction. So the decisions are there. And when you're looking at addictions, because we all have them, if you shop consistently, if you have to go to the gym consistently when you should be resting, people that don't rest, people they say, I have to train, you're addicted, you have addiction problems, you may not be drinking yourself to blackout, you may not be eating, so you're massively obese, but you have an addiction problem because it's a mental problem and until you fix the mental issues, you are never going to fix the body and the spiritual issues. It's something that even for the healthiest people on the planet to understand and to grasp. But I'm healthy, Alex. I train five days a week, six days a week. And I see influencers who are addicts. They are addicts, but they have six pack. They're ripped. They claim to have the answers to everything. Yet they cannot stop training because if they stop training, they are sat with who? Themselves. They're sat with the mind. They are sat with that root, which is still there, crippling, criticizing, damaging, causing problems, causing issues. So even the fittest people in the world have issues. And we've seen this. Even the happiest people in the world have issues which is why, which is something that I've discovered and continue to discover. It's not just fixing the mind. It's not just fixing the body, having a healthy body, a six pack, being in front of Instagram and posing off because you're great. You know, you look incredible, but inside the mind, inside the body, in the heart, that gut feeling where you feel like an imposter, you feel like you're suffering and you're so scared and so petrified to tell people the truth because you look great. But if you become vulnerable, people are going to see you as weak, which is a lie. If you believe that, you believe that you are weak, although your body looks strong, you speak a good game. Like I've had people come through our practice you come to do breath work and you come to do therapy or coaching. And I get them to do something simple like breathing. Let's breathe. And they freak out. 
because they realize that there is stuff in there that isn't looked at and they're too scared and too petrified. And I've even had people throughout the years that I've been in recovery lose their lives because they weren't looking at the root of the problem. So even in addiction, the 12-step program isn't going to do everything that you need. It's going to help you to get clean and sober, but it isn't going to help you with the root of your problem, the root cause. And I hear it in, in the recovery rooms. People who have been recovered, as they claim, I'm recovered, I'm a recovered addict. And they've been recovered for years, but they don't realize what comes out of their mouth. Yeah, and I'm still mad as a fucking box of frogs. Yeah, still fucking lunatic. Yeah, still a fucking addict. The way that they speak to themselves, the way that they speak about themselves, not realizing that that negative self-talk just continuously keeps impacting you and continues to allow you to make you to live in that existence because everything that you speak, you're reflecting back on yourself. It's everything that you are, everything that you say about yourself, everything that you that you that you do, you say, the actions you take, everything has an effect on everything that you are. Exercising, as I touched on, people who exercise all the time, looking at your daily routines. What routine do you have in a day? Do you just wake up and just go, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna do what I need to do? Cell RV, you know, carte blanche whatever the fucking words are, uh, carpe diem, that's the one, not carte blanche, carpe diem. You know what I mean? Like people just make up all these words, you know, FOMO or YOLO, whatever it may be. Who cares? Like, honestly, people, and again, eat in their own bowl of bullshit. People feed themselves this bullshit. Gotta go, oh, YOLO, you know, you only live once. Yeah. You do until you don't. And then everybody else is there to pick up your pieces because you couldn't do the work yourself, because you didn't want to do the work yourself. But do the work. Do the work. It pays off. Create yourself a daily routine when you're working with this professional or professionals. Create a sustainable, an achievable, a smart daily routine that's going to help you implement things like gratitude has been proven, has been studied to help change your mindset, helps you to overcome depression. I say this even in my own programs. I get people to do it. People laugh and goes, why do I need to do this? Because it's going to help you with this bullshit mindset. And it's going to stop you with doing this when you're trying to control the show. Stop trying to control everything. Let go. What you're doing isn't working anymore. Let go of the reins and allow somebody to show you something different. Allow yourself to be open-minded to change. Because if you're like me and you only have two decisions, live or die, it's quite simple. I will write a hundred things a day that I'm grateful for if it fucking keeps me alive. I will share gratitude and I do it every day when I wake up. I do it every day when I'm throughout the day. When I feed my son, I give him a bottle before he goes to sleep and I sit there and I talk about the things I'm grateful for. And I tell him how much I love him. And I think about my son who's 25, my daughter. I think about them and send them love and light and energy because this shit changed my life. So yes, I'm grateful. Practice gratitude affirmations and visualizations 
two things again that are so powerful that people think it's airy fairy, but listen to the words that you speak. You are constantly visualizing. You are constantly affirming things into your existence, out into the world. And you wonder why your life is crap. Change the narrative and you will change the game. These are things that I teach and the people that put them into place, the people that do this, change their lives. The number one thing when we're talking about visualization and affirmations is how you speak to yourself and how you refer to yourself. As I've mentioned, I've seen people in recovery that have been around for years and they down talk the way that they speak to themselves and about themselves. I sit there and I send them love and I send them light. And I hear people even when, when I'm working with people, when I work in a group setting or with individuals, I hear the way people talk to each other or how they talk about themselves. This is the importance of visualization and affirmations, because when you start to truly come into yourself and you start to recognize who you truly are, when I started practicing gratitude, visualization and affirmations, eventually sunk in. It sunk in and something just snapped and it changed. And honestly, I burst into tears because I realized, oh, my God, this is who I am. This is who I can be. It's not bullshit. It's not airy-fairy. It's real. I can do this. How far can I go with it? I'm sitting here on my own podcast talking to you. That's how far you can go. I'm launching my own Alpha Wellness app to help men. That's how far it can go. There are so many other things that I can list off, but it's not about me. It's about helping you. The reason I'm saying these things is to show you what is possible. Everything is possible. Anything is possible. It's only impossible because you believe it's impossible. You are a version of a creator, a creator that created itself in your image, in its image, in order for you to have your own experience. That's a much bigger level. That's a different podcast. But just think I'm giving you little things for you to hopefully see who you truly are, what you truly are. So by having these daily routines, another little thing, adding an action plan, write things down. I have a pad right in front of me. I write things down. I wrote notes down in order for me to speak today. I write things down of what I'm going to do next, the things that I need to achieve. There are certain things which I know, okay, immediately I need to do X, Y, and Z. But so then my day doesn't just blow over. I do write things down. Am I perfect with it? No. Life is for experiencing. But what you are doing is you're building repetition. And the more and more you're doing, you're starting to then build positive habits. So practice gratitude every single day. Practice visualization and affirmation. Visualization and affirmation have been tested and trialed and proven to help you overcome stress and anxiety. I've just given you three things to overcome depression, stress, and anxiety. Do them every single day without fail. And then put an action plan in your day. 
Start to put all of those things together. Start to visualize what do you want to experience. I'm sure, and I guarantee you do it for everything else and everybody else. So why don't you stop and do it for you? Start to do things for you. Watch your life change. Because when your life changes, everything else around your life will change. Everything else around your life will change. For the better, for the best, for the greatest. One of my taglines or my tagline is create your destiny. Because I say to people, I'm here to give you tools and techniques, but you are the one who is going to put the action in. I say to people, the work that I teach is hard. When I teach you to do breath work, it's hard. It's not easy. But when you put the work in and you come out the other side or you leave your body or you connect with something that is absolutely incredible, you burst into tears, you come out the other side and you go, oh my God, Alex, what did you do to me? That's what your effort does. That's what you did for yourself. And when you do these things and then you train and you work hard, you overcome the obesity, you overcome the fact that you can't walk a flight of stairs. But when you start to do the work, you no longer want to kill yourself. You want to cherish every day, every hour, every moment, every second of your life. And sometimes I'm hard on myself. I say to myself, I have deadlines. I have goals that I need to reach. And I don't go to the gym. I have still some of my core practices, but being in the gym, training every day is still something that is part of me, mind, body, spirit. I always try to practice what I teach. So if I can't get to the gym where I record this podcast, I will get down on the floor and I will do push-ups, sit-ups, squats where I am. When I'm playing with my children, I do exactly the same. I will utilize that. And then when I get to the gym, I put the work in. So there is never an excuse. But am I perfect? No. But I try every day for me. And I do it every single day because those choices still stand. Live or die. And I choose life every single time. Every single time. Create these daily routines, work with a professional because they can also help you to create a daily routine that will suit your lifestyle. But these things that I gave you, the four things that I gave you, these are things that I teach people. And we go into depth in a little bit more and we look at things in a lot more detail, but just a simple version. When I teach people things, I often say to them, it's the simplicity of life. It's the simplicity of what you do. It's the simplicity in the actions that you take. There are gurus, there are coaches, there are professional out there that claim and they go into the scientific facts and they go into all this hoo-ha rubbish that, yes, it's great information, but what the hell is this going to do for me? I need action plan. I need things to do. I don't need a science lesson. I'll go back to school for that. I can go and read these things myself. What is the action plan? How can I put things into place? Learn to do some breath work. It's really, really powerful. Start slowly, build it up. That's the final one from me. It's something that's so powerful. It changed my life. And this is someone, you're, you're listening to a man that used to believe 
truly believe in my core that this stuff is airy fairy bullshit. This stuff will never work for me. And I humbled myself and I continue to humble myself every single day by the miracles, the incredible power of this stuff. Because when you begin simply, you then create greatness. And this is the journey I've been on over the past six and a half years, almost seven years. Some of these things I've been doing even before that. I didn't really believe in it. A touch, go, touch, go. Not something I'm really interested in. Doesn't work for me. And I realized what it took. It took daily action. It took hard work, which is why I always say to people, you ever want to do anything to me or for me or with me, sorry, you ever want to do any work with me? I'm going to tell you now, it's going to be hard work. If you are not willing to do the work, you will not work with me because I don't want to waste your time or mine. I am that black and white. And I'd much rather you go and do something that you enjoy, stay in your comfort zone, keep doing what you're doing because it opens doors to men who want to do the work, who want to be healthy, who want to be strong, who want to be caring, who want to be loving. They're not scared to show their emotions. They're not scared to tell their kids, their wife, their partners, their friends that they love them. They're not scared to hug anybody. They're not scared to stand in front of a load of people and tell them that their wife is the greatest thing ever. When you stand in your own truth as a man, you can do these things. There is no shame. There is no embarrassment. This, this, this is toxic masculinity. When you go and do these things, when you call people names, when you pull people down, that's toxic masculinity. When you're afraid to show your emotions, something that's God-given, it's been given to you, show them. doesn't matter which one it is. Get rid of it. Express it. When you're ready to do that kind of work, then your life will change. Or you can just continue doing what you're doing. And listen, everybody has their own journey. What I teach, what I preach, the things that I practice may not work for everybody. But it's okay because you will find what works for you. And that's the important thing. And this is where I don't want you to get discouraged. I want you to get inspired. Go and research. Go and find what works for you. Because that's the most important thing. When you find what works for you, you will thrive. And that's what I want. I want you to thrive. I want you to become the best man you can possibly be. And allow these statistics to go down. So you can then pass, pay this forward, refer another man, help another man, create a community of men who can help each other to thrive. So we stop the suicides. We stop, we bring down this rate to zero because it can be done in time. It takes time. It's going to take effort. But you as the man, you as the person, it's you who takes that action. And I end it on this. Take a positive action. Give yourself another day. But when you give yourself another day, take the appropriate action. Allow yourself to let go. Allow yourself to be willing 
allow yourself to try, try life, try life. I promise you it's worth it. And the one thing you will discover is your real purpose, your true essence. The essence of life, the true meaning of life is to live. And the beautiful people around you want you to be around so you can live with them. And you can experience their experience and you can knowledge share. So the fact that you're here and if after listening to this, you're going to stay here, you're going to teach somebody something. You're going to teach somebody the purpose, the reason, the excitement, the miracle of life. Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And as always, be great, be fantastic and be absolutely phenomenal today. It is everything, everything, everything that you are, because it's true. If you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on TikTok, and you can also go to my website, www.alexdesilva.co.uk, and you can also check out the app, which is Alpha Wellness. If you want to find out some more information, it is ready to download on Google, and it should be very ready to download on iPhone. Have an amazing day. I'll speak to you soon. Take care.